Welcome to the third episode of Don't Feed After Midnight. I'm Steve. And I'm Mike. And we're going to talk about some Battlefield 1942. Alright, so I played Battlefield 1942 literally when it came out in 2002. And I didn't stop playing that. I mean, I played it daily, if not weekly. Battlefield weekly. Until uh, probably 2010. I mean, Mm -hmm. I would still pop it in from time to time, but... And after my daughter was born, I didn't really go on a game for four or five hours a right. night anymore. Right. But, um, I mean, graphically, it was, at the time, it was really, really good. It was, the gameplay was very sloppy. Yeah. You know, you could, you know, shoot somebody in the face with a bazooka and you might, they might lose half their health. You know? <laughs> I mean, I can remember shooting a plane, taking off with a tank, and the plane still taking off and only doing, like, you know, two or three bars of damage because the hit detection was weird. But Right. It was a lot of fun. I mean, and you played recently on PlayStation 4, um, Battlefield 1. One. Yeah. And graphically, that was amazing. It's, it's evolved, that's for sure. You know, but I don't know how laddering and stuff would go. Like, I don't know if you, do you, do you know of anybody that ladders in that game? I mean, because it's a console game, not... Well, what do you mean ladder? Well, they have it they for PC, too, though, don't they? Yeah, it's, it's, it's all across, um, all platform. They really? probably, there's probably laddering in it still. I don't know. Well, ladder- what do you mean by laddering? Oh, ladder- oh say, yeah, sorry. <laughs> laddering, like we would, I played with a group of guys, Ninth Infantry, and uh, we had a TeamSpeak server and we had our own, you know, Battlefield server, whatever. Okay, so you had your own little clan. Yeah, clan, whatever. basically. And there was a, but there, were, there was like probably like 150, 200 clans at that point in time. And we would. Now there's like 150, 152,000. Yeah, right, so. exactly. And we would ladder, though, because they would have ladder matches. Like EA Games would. Host, like, would host ladder, servers. yeah, yeah, and basically you'd you'd go at it, and they would have observers, and whoever whichever team won would move up a rung on the ladder, and you would ladder and ladder and ladder until you get to the top, and the per- the team who won would win like free games or, you know, generally it was free server hosting for a year. At you know. this point, um, pretty much all tournaments or ladder based gaming is on a professional level, and it's. It's, if it's not run by the developer, it's run by a private company that just puts it on. And uh, I know with Battlefield, I, I don't think this one, uh, Battlefield 1, dove into esports that way. But, like the, you know, it's it's not, uh, I mean, the esports just wasn't in their promotion for the game. It wasn't something they were pushing for it. I mean, they had a they had live events where they had the YouTubers that make the games popular through yeah, communities. Yeah. They had like, um, I think they had like Snoop Dogg and a few other famous people come out and play it live as a demonstration. And uh, but like the major tournaments with like the hardcore gamers are all like, you know, it's all, it's all events that happen and they're put put up on Twitch or YouTube. And uh, the Twitch is it, cool. It's always a cash prize with them. Continue show guys, uh, they and actually Jeff Pennington from M Class does that too. They go on they they go on Twitch and they live stream, and that's absolutely amazing to me. Like being able you know to live stream what you're doing is such a cool cool thing. And I do it. We used to um, when we would game. Sometimes people would record their games with mm-hmm. uh, Fraps. You know, Fraps was, a, but it was only on your computer. You were recording your screen, basically. It was just a screen grabbing. Now it's like what open source. And oh yeah, yeah a yeah. few other. And that's programs. amazing, though. Like I like watching um, Josh and and the guys from uh, Continue Show 
do that. I'll do it. I'll put it on sometimes while we're driving in the truck. I won't watch it. Yeah. You know, while we're driving, but I'll put it on in the background because it's fun to listen to them. Listen, yeah. Yeah, especially if they're playing like a game like you know Ocarina of Time or something like that, where you know what the game is. Right. And when he's describing what he's doing, which it's cool. You well, know. Twitch is awesome. Like I, uh, I mean, when I first found out about Twitch, like I literally looked at the catalog of games that were being streamed. And I'm expecting, like, maybe the recent games came out in the past few months. Mm-hmm. And then I start looking, and I'm seeing, like, all these classic games that, like, came out 20 years ago. <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit, these guys are still playing it seriously. Some guy was streaming Diablo the other day, and I, I was really surprised. It's crazy. I EverQuest. Mean, the things yeah. you see people playing. I mean... It's pretty cool. I could see live streaming Battlefield. We're trying to get a group of guys back together to play it again they released it on origin and some guy it's it's considered abandonware now yeah so like uh somebody like actually released a uh, there's a website where you can download it for free and just game for free and yeah there's a few servers out there there's only about 40 servers out there mm-hmm. when i started there was over a thousand yeah um but it um overall like the, the game is really not changed for me as far as like the fun factor and it's very sloppy yeah but uh very uh it is. It's. It's a lot of fun. I mean, there's Crazy. there were a lot of mods for that game. Uh, one of the more interesting things, like Desert Combat, came out from as a mod. That was kind of sweet. But the, this uh, mod came out. This Vietnam mod called Forgotten Hope. Yeah. And the Forgotten Hope modders were so good at what they did, and the product that they produced was amazing. And these guys did it for free. They weren't making money off of it. Right. They they just, but it was, it was fun, so basically. good that EA Games. Um, scooped up a bunch of them, and they made an actual Battlefield Vietnam mod, which was a very successful game in its own right. It was yeah, a, yeah, a standalone yeah. game, you know, and yeah. people would ladder in that game. They you didn't, uh, yeah, because they made Battlefield Vietnam, and then, like, way later down the road, they did, uh, like, way later, I'm saying, like, maybe seven or eight years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe, well, shit, by now it's, like, nine years ago. Um, Bad Company 2 came out. Yeah, I remember seeing the ads for that. And they had a DLC that was Vietnam. Oh, that's cool. And it brought in a lot of that old shit. Yeah, so Battlefield was Vietnam cool was cool. We'd jump in one of the, the jets and uh, it would start playing the, the bird song. You know, from family. Yeah, bird, yeah. bird, bird. Yeah, they, and I thought that was kind of fun. At that time, you know, you didn't if you wanted to hear music while you played, you either had to have it, your media play running in the background yeah. or you had to have like, just literally just like, you know, your stereo going. Yeah. And uh, it was pretty cool. I really enjoyed it. Let's say, uh, overall, Battlefield probably. Battlefield and EverQuest are my two favorite games. EverQuest, I'm talking vanilla EQ. Yeah. From, like, 99. Like, you know, at least to play it on the dial-up modem. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, the Battlefield, you know, the specs to run that game are so low. Like, they're they're so low. I mean, 128 megs of RAM and, like, an 8-meg video card, and you can play that damn game. It's You probably even have to have, to have an 8-megabyte video card. You could probably get away with, like, a 4. I don't even want to think about the requirements to play Battlefield 1 on a PC. <laughs> that just sounds like $1,000. It's pretty... Yeah, like, no kidding. You know, I mean, like, seriously. At least to play it, like, nice. Like, when America's Army came out, um, that when the U.S. Army released, we used to ladder in that game, too. And yeah. that game had pretty decent, you know, requirements as far as gameplay. Because if you stuttered, you know... It was all online. There was very few instances where you'd be by yourself right. playing America's Army, I think. I don't, I'm not sure if there was a single-player mode or not. I think there was, but it was, just wasn't fun. You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. more fun to play against people. But, you know, laddering in, in Battlefield was always slightly frustrating because of the sloppy game mechanics. You know, I mean, you could literally... Like, you showed me a video the other day of that guy stalling his jet. Yeah. Um, 
jumping out of the jet, killing a bunch Taking of guys on a tower, and as the jet slowly floated down, jumping back in it, turning it on and flying away. Like, yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. Well, that in Battlefield, you know, you only had World War Two era planes and stuff like that, but there were guys that would do that. They would jump out of their plane, they would send their plane straight up in the air, they'd jump out of their plane, hit their parachute, you know, shoot a bunch of guys, or drop a bunch of C4 or something like that, set it off, blow up a base, and as the plane came down, they'd jump back in it again and take mm-hmm. off. And it was, it was wild. I, I mean, I've I seen videos that are even crazier where it's like you got a guy coming in with a F-16 and then you got another guy in the enemy team coming through with his, uh, with his jet and this guy will eject pull out his uh there you go there yeah you pull out his sniper and like after he ejects and he literally scope in to the the jet that's coming at him at a good 200 miles an hour (laughs) snipe the pilot pilot out and while the thing's slowing down to get him he'll pull the chute and land in that guy's jet (laughs) and it's amazing but it's the awesome thing about it is his jet would crash blow up his team the other team wouldn't have another jet to use, but this team's got an extra one. <laughs> That's actually smart. That's true. That's crazy. Yeah, we used to go and steal their aircraft carriers in uh, Battlefield. There's a couple oh, of games awesome. like Iwo Jima and Iwo Jima and Awake Island. One of them had the, the, mm-hmm. the Japanese had an aircraft carrier and the U.S. had an aircraft carrier. Ridiculous. And we'd, we'd parachute under their uh, uh, deck. There was, But that was a certain game mode. Like, you couldn't usually steal the enemy uh, stuff so much. Like, sometimes it just wouldn't let you do they it. They brought that back. Oh, did they really? The, well, not the stealing of it, but... Um, they brought the controlling a massive ship back in Battlefield One. It's he, fun. He I mean, to, uh, I mean, because especially in ladder matches, you you know the enemy knew where your aircraft carrier spawned in at. Yeah. So you'd have, you'd want to take it to the edge of the map and hide it. Mm-hmm. You know, the only problem with that, of course, is if somebody got in a boat. Like the only way off that thing was by plane. If you got in a boat, it would take you forever in those little tiny little mm-hmm. PT boats to zoop back to the uh, main base. But some of those maps, I mean, they it would take forever, mm-hmm. you know, or you'd wind up with like you'd be the last guy alive. The enemy would have all the flags, you know, and you'd be like, uh, you know, you try to like it, it, the best thing in the world is when you were the last guy, or there was one guy left, mm-hmm. and he made it to some random flag way in the distance, took the flag, and everybody else was able to spawn in again, and then your team came back and won it. Like you felt yeah. so amazing when mm-hmm. that happened. You know, very rare though that happened. Sometimes you'd be you'd have some lone sniper out there in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and all the flags would be capped. Everyone would die, and this and this tool would just sit there, not try to cap a flag, and just hide. And the other team would be frantically searching for him because you're just wasting time at that point. You'd have a bunch of people going suicide. Just go, kill yourself. I, I seriously like love that though. I know Koo, and Koo's teaming up with a good balanced breakfast. Teaming up with Mr. T cereal. It's getting on the team, the team that knows how cool breakfast can be. You get a crispy corn taste with a touch of brown. Teaming up with Mr. T. It's cool. Teaming up with Mr. T. Golden sweet crispy teas. One bite and you're gonna be eating with the team that's teaming up with Mr. T. It's cool. Teaming up with Mr. T. Like, that's one of my favorite things to do in the game is, uh, you know, in early playing other battlefields, like getting to a, a flag and then finding the perfect spot that they won't find you. <laughs> yeah. And then just laying there and waiting. Anybody that comes past, mow them down. I used to love sniping like they do. Battlefield was, was funny, though, because your ammo, especially with sniping, was, was really limited. Limited, yeah. You know, 
Um, that's why you need a squad. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, you, you, the guys. I need more ammo, whatever. Yep. But I don't even remember if you could drop ammo. I don't know if you could drop ammo as any of the characters in the original Battlefield. I remember I had a buddy who would come up, and uh, like he would be a, a sniper too, and he would just if I was running low on ammo, he would take a plane parachute onto me, and then suicide. <laughs> And I would just pick up his kit, so I'd have a full kit. Right. You know, that was a really big waste of a plane, though. You don't want to use plane no. taxis. You know, that was always the worst. But some of the boards um, in Battlefield were expansive. Like, Gazala was a map where it was just humongous. So if you didn't have more than, like, ten people playing, it was pointless to play that map. Mm-hmm. You know, and some of them, though, were really tiny. Like, Berlin was a map with, like, no vehicles. You like, could have, like, five people in infield. Oh, it was great, because you're going in amongst buildings, and these ruins, there's this rubble everywhere, and you're yeah. going down city streets. Um, the, the thing with Berlin is that, like, the Russians had a flag that you could not cap. It was permanent. You couldn't take that flag. But the, the Germans didn't. All their flags were captured. Oh, my god! So, like, you know, you, all of a sudden you get frantic. You'd have, like, you know, three Germans left. And you'd have no flag. So you'd all split That's up and awful. race trying to cap a flag. And uh, it was fun though. But you, you know, in that game, there were issues. You'd have people with nade spam, where they sit there with grenades, buy an ammo box, Non-stop and just, just throw, throw grenades, throw grenades, throw grenades, throw grenades, throw grenades. You know, into the enemy bunker or whatever. And you, you would spawn and die, and spawn and die, and spawn and die. And it just, it wasn't fun. So you know, you had to make up kind of your own rules. You know, where you know there was no. No, no doing this, no doing no, that. No, no attacking you know, a main base that was non-cappable. It was pointless. Yes. You know? But people would still do it. Oh, yeah. Nowadays, in some of the servers, they have uh, they changed it so that if you go near um, the enemy base, you start to die. Oh, it just so takes you get, your health away. Yeah, but if you get past a certain point on the baseline or the, you know, the area of the base, which is kind of cool. They do that in modern games, I think. Yeah. Um, because well, oh, otherwise, yeah. you, you would well, have yeah, you would have people doing it. They take a they take a tank and in, sit there uh, in front of the spawn and just shoot anybody that appears. Yeah, because in Battlefield, you'll have both teams have their own spawn, but it's not a flag. It doesn't count as a as a point towards actually getting. Oh, Battlefield One for yeah. PlayStation. Oh. they don't they don't count it as a as a cap point because you're always going to have it. So you got two cap points, and you got like anywhere between four and six. Uh, actual cap points to go mm. to and um, you know like you could have one team with all six cap points and this other team's only choice of spawn is their base mm-hmm. um, which is fine I kind of like that I like having bad odds and trying yeah. to fight back against them mm-hmm. you know the team balancing can be a, bit, a little weird in Battlefield if the, if yeah. the server isn't um, uh, modded with the automatic team balancing thing sometimes you'll get you won't even realize it like Last night I was playing with a couple of guys, and there was there was eight of us on one server, and uh, then there was like three guys on the other side, and it went on like that for a half hour. But I wasn't paying attention, you know. I was just I had some battleship. I was in a battleship, and I was like just laying yeah. waste to their airfield, and all of a sudden one of the guys was like, "The team are a little, a little, they're a little unbalanced," and uh, I was like, "Ah, oh, dude, no wonder we've been kicking your butts." So I switched over, and uh-huh. I mean, you got to have that kind of like camaraderie though and fun. I mean, sometimes you will get servers where people are just jerks. You know, you'll have uh, you'll have guys that, you know, like, because you'll get punished if you kill a teammate, and mm-hmm. if you if you kill, you get three TKs, they'll kick you off the server. Yeah, you know, they'll you'll have guys that'll jump right in front of your gun on purpose, or stand in front of your tank so you can't move, and when you kill them, you get punished and eventually kicked off the server. Oh, my God. You know, that would happen a lot, but eventually those guys get caught, and you know, if, yeah. if the servers run right. And that's the other thing is like, 
with those older games, you have to be able to have a mod on the server, you know, when you run a seriously game. And overnight, you can't expect people to stay there 24 hours, but um, some of the servers, surprisingly, in Battlefield are still pretty full. And they've Operated. released a, you know, yeah, they released a mod where you can do up to 128 people on a server, which is a slobber knocker of a That's match. That's ridiculous. I mean, 64 guys was a lot at mm-hmm. one point, especially in a map like Berlin. You li- literally are wading through bodies trying to get to the enemy flags. It's pretty funny. You know, you drive a uh, tank and you're just like just people flying left and right, bouncing off the hood of your thing, you know. It, it, it was it's fun. There's no strategy in a match like that. You're literally just going Go at it. Go to war. Know? Yeah. <laughs> you know. And it is a lot of fun. But that game, you know, led into a lot of other games, I think. I don't know if that's really the first massive first-person shooter. I want to say it is, at least for me, that was the first one I ever remember playing. And I liked it. Yeah. I liked it a lot. You know, it was a choice between uh, between that game and a game called Army, mm-hmm. which... Flopped. Flopped. Yeah, they, they released... It was not Arm A, which is a yeah, totally Arma. different... Arma, yeah. Arma, talk about graphically intense. I mean, that was that was crazy. But that had like to kneel down in Battlefield. If you if you hit a button, you kneel down or you lay flat. You just go prone like that. You could literally jump and go flat in midair, (laughs) you know, like a pancake. In Arma, you Arma, you know, you had to like hunker down. Your character would slowly kneel down, slowly, you know. And it was it seemed to me to make the military simulator like on a whole other level. Yeah, the amount of simulation was crazy. Which is fun in a way, I suppose, but there's yeah. a point where, you know, like, I mean, if you want to play, you can jump in Battlefield and fly a plane around bomb stuff, it's fun. If yeah. you want a flight it's, simulator, it's, it's, quick it's fun. different. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, like, I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm lousy in a plane in Battlefield. I will die every time. You know, I just, I can't. <laughs> I'm not good with the old controls, but the new controls I'm, like, great with. It's funny. Um, yeah, I don't think, I've played games on PlayStation before, man, and there's auto aiming in a lot of it. I've noticed, like, well, you get near, light. If, if your crosshair gets, gets toward a guy, it'll snap to him. It's well, it's a soft lock. It doesn't snap to him. Yeah. It it'll like it. It only bugs me in certain situations. You can turn it off at any time in the menu. Oh, um, okay. But it does help in certain situations. So it's uh, basically what it is is when you're you're aimed in. It does. I don't think it happens when you're hit firing, um, but when you're actually aimed in. Um, if an enemy goes into that little, you know, two-inch space of your crosshair, it'll kind of just kind of lean in towards where he's at. But the where the problem comes in is if you're aiming at a guy and you're steady trying to shoot him, and then his teammate runs across the path, it'll drag to the left that inch or two as he runs, and now that other guy's got a one-up on you because you're not aiming at him anymore. Oh, yeah. And that happens more than it should but and uh, in other situations you'll be in a crazy gunfight the guy's running like a madman jumping around you and trying to hit you with a shovel and you're like oh well I'm not, I'm not going to be able to shoot this dude if I were straight up fighting him because he's just moving too fast for me so the, the aim assist will help there but in Battlefield I mean I had to use the mouse because I mean, yeah. it was a PC game originally and uh-huh. using that mouse spoiled me because you like aiming you could literally just you could move the crosshairs Really, really easily, mm. and you got used to like moving, you know, W S A D, you know, up forward, left, back, and right with the keyboard, and then pointing with the mouse and just running and gunning. Mm-hmm. Whereas with the, the you know, consoles, the, it's consoles, just two, I can't it's two do sticks. It. I can't do it. I tried uh, some of the games for PlayStation Two when they came out when mm-hmm. I was younger, and I just didn't. I did not like that like Call of Duty that series. You know, and it was just like to me, 
it wasn't as fluid. I mean, some guys that play those consoles, they're like, what are you talking about? It's easy. It's, it's so easy, blah, blah, blah. But I don't know. I think it's easier than mouse keyboard. But I do understand why people prefer mouse keyboard because it is more reactive. It is, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's it's proven that it's faster than uh, running yeah, but I mean, you can't controller. really. I mean, you can't really have a mouse for a console. They tried that with the Super Nintendo, the, Ni- the Nintendo well, Mouse, and that just didn't. They're you know. at a, they're <laughs> at a point now where certain games are allowing mouse keyboard controls on console. Really? They and you like just a, you plug up to the console like a USB plug for the mouse. Really? And you just. Uh, I mean, it's not a PlayStation mouse. It's like. Yeah. You know, generic mouse. It's just a mouse you get, and uh, you can plug up, and like certain games will actually have that option available. Um, well, you would need that with some of the RPGs too. I mean, some of them some are the click and point stuff, like you know, Shadowgate. Well, um, they they really optimize a lot of those kind of games, yeah. like uh, any um, any major RPGs or MMOs. Um, they they really optimize the the buttons to do the things that point click can do. So like. Yeah. Say you got, like, 50 attacks on the bottom of your screen when you're playing on the PC to, like, yeah. point-click. Um, like, on the console, it'll be, like, click L1 square, and you'll do this attack. Like, it'll, oh, it'll yeah. be mapped out. So well, I remember games like Shadowgate, though, for the um, Nintendo. Like, you could search for things on the board or whatever with a magnifying glass or whatever, but you, it was kind of slow and kind of clunky. Right. Whereas I would kept thinking if I had a mouse, I could just go across the screen and click, 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 you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It all depends on the game yeah. you're playing, too. So we're going to stop here for a little commercial break. How about something uh, something from the late 80s? How about a toy commercial? I like that. <laughs> uh, it's my favorite thing to do. Sega challenges you with the ultimate video game, the Sega Master System. Hang on, hang on. With more accurate control, more detailed graphics, more levels of play. Awesome! The Sega Master System comes with power base, two control pads, light phaser, and two great video games. Hang on, it's a Safari Hunt. Gotcha! And with other games like Rambo, Outrun, and Choplifter, the excitement never stops. The Sega Master System. The challenge will always be there. And we're back. We just watched a comparison video um, of the two different games that we're talking about, Battlefield 1942 and then Battlefield 1. And some of it, I mean, like the flat gun and things like that, don't look that much... They don't look that different, to be quite honest. I like Battlefield 1942, though. I mean, Mm -hmm. mean, maybe it's just because it's a nostalgia thing, you know? Yeah, classic. But I really enjoy the game. I think it's very uh, Mm -hmm. sloppy and crazy and you can just be stupid in it and still I think survive. It's, I think it's <laughs> hilarious um, but still a good game. Oh like, yeah. Like when you're playing it you know it's funny. Oh You yeah. know the graphics are not top notch but that's half the reason it's fun. Like it's it's goofy the way you see bodies flying around. Oh and, yeah. Like I mean it's you know it's that classic old PC game that's <laughs> like it's you know it, at face value it's garbage but like it plays so well and it feels so fun that you gotta love it. Oh yeah, that, I mean, there's nothing quite like launching uh, or dropping a bomb or even throwing a grenade into a group of guys and seeing the bodies just go flying. It's hilarious. The ragdoll physics are pretty good, but it still happens in Battlefield One, so they haven't changed that much. I mean, it's you know. But there, you know, that game though, there were um, issues with as, as far as like the game mechanics. There were certain situations where you'd see a battleship. 
just a massive, massive battleship, mm-hmm. and you would run aground, but something would happen, something would glitch, and the whole ship would just bounce up into the air, <laughs> no, you know, and just no. be flopping around on land until the, the health ran out That's of it. terrible. Oh, it was insane. I've seen, uh, that reminds me of videos I've seen in the past of, like, um, I don't know if it still happens in Battlefield 1, but I know in Battlefield 3 and 4 that came out in, like, 2012 and 2014, respectively, I think, um... Basically, they had a, uh, they had the these glitches that people use. They abused where, exploits. Yeah, yeah. But like it was, it was, it was different because it was situational. Uh-huh. They would put C four on the ground, um, on the beachfront, and have some little dinghy boat come riding across the water and beach. And the second they hit over the C four, the teammate would blow it up. And because there's no friendly fire in a casual server. It would launch the boat, and they would <laughs> fling the boat from the beachfront all the way to like the center of the map. And it's got a mounted gun on it, oh, so these guys awesome. would just fling a boat and just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was an exploit for um, <clears throat> Battlefield uh, Desert Storm, mm-hmm. where it was on the El Alamein map in particular. You could do it on, where you would you you know you always, you always had parachutes. Everybody has a parachute. You don't see it on your back, mm-hmm. but you do, and. Uh, <clears throat> You would jump, and as you right before you hit the ground, if the jump was high enough where your guy started to fall and would take damage, uh-huh. right before you hit the ground, if you hit the jump button again, you would fly up in the air, whatever direction <laughs> you were going, and you would just as long as you held that button down, you would keep accelerating upwards, and it was a constant acceleration. So you could go all the way over across the entire map, and then hit your parachute and land on the enemy base. So people were capping flags within the first five, ten seconds of the game, mm-hmm. you know. As opposed to you know like you know a good five minutes to get over to it or whatever, right? And uh, it was bad. I mean, all of a sudden, like you mean, I remember the first time I noticed it, I was flying in a jet, and which is rare for me because I suck. And um, <laughs> and there's this guy just goes past me, and you, you can hear the voice because the, the computer will auto- automatically play the voice for you. You'll hear that, ah, you know, yeah. ah, <laughs> and you, you're flying past. I flew past three guys. Just going, whoa! But they were flying at me. They weren't going straight down. They were coming straight oh, across Jesus. at me, and I circled back around. And I, you know, and I was like, "What the hell?" You know, and they just they just keep going straight. Like I had trouble catching up to them because they were going so fast. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, they patched that exploit, and it was it was kind of fun to do. I mean, if you were playing with your friends, it was pretty funny. I you know, die laughing. Oh, it was, it was great because you could fly over the enemy map uh, or over the map to the enemy base, and if you're an engineer, drop all your dynamite. And then hit it even before you hit the ground all over the yeah. airfield, or you could just drop landmines as you're I've going. I've used that strat before. You know? It's it's a nice strat. I mean, if you have to bail out, you might as well take a few people <laughs> with you. <laughs> I mean, that's what I used to do. I used to ram stuff with my plane if I couldn't shoot. You know, because I had I had trouble bombing was fine, but shooting and flying like straight ahead was always an issue with me. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was. I was just really shitty at it. I used to attempt uh, on Battlefield Three. Battlefield 3 is my absolute favorite out of all of them. Um, I don't think I ever played Battlefield 3. It's so much fun. Um, it, well, it came out in 2012. Um, yeah, no, I didn't. definitely didn't. <laughs> but uh, it's... Uh, no, I, I had this thing that I would always do if I were flying a jet where I would always run engineer because the engineer had access to all the anti-tank stuff. So uh, Because they basically merged classes to make it... Uh, you had a medic, which was just obviously the healer, you had the support, which was the ammo guy. You had the engineer, which is the repairs and vehicle destruction. And then you had the scout, which was the snipers yeah. and the markers and all that. 
Um, but the engineer, because they had access to the vehicle destruction, they got RPGs in their class. Oh, no way. So you, you'd have your little carbines and whatever and your SMGs, um, but you'd be able to like pull out your equipment as an RPG. So I'd take the I'd take a jet, and if I was about to be shot down, I'd bail. And because it's a jet, you launch up when you bail, and I'd t- pull out the RPG midair and try to get somebody. And it would always end up trying. I would always try to get the. It would always be a helicopter if I seen one. It would always be a jet if it was approaching me. But it was almost like a, a mini game of its own. Me trying to like get that one good RPG while falling out of <laughs> plane. That's the one thing about Battlefield Two with like the bazookas that they had. You could, it was really, the game basically decided if it wanted it to count or not. You know, like yeah. you, you could shoot people. Yep. I I shot guys and had the bazooka blow up at their feet and they mm-hmm. just kept running at me like nothing happened. Yep. And other times I've shot them, it hit at their feet and their their bodies went flying and they died. Yep. You know, it also depends on the map, too. I mean, I used to make, I would make maps for that game. And I would spend hours making maps. And that was fun because you could put the buildings wherever you wanted to, the hills, the ammo dump, the spawn points, whatever. I mean, you used to make, you'd see arena matches where you would have like a, you know, a 100-foot square cube. (laughs) And everyone would spawn right in the middle of it. And it was just a mess. It was funny. (laughs) There was no real place to hide except behind the piles of bodies, you know. <laughs> but uh, so, like sometimes you'd have a wall of bodies in front of you, and you're shooting over the wall. And as the, the bodies are slowly disappearing, because the game cleans up the graphics, uh-huh. like you're just like, okay, okay, you know. And you just, <laughs> but it, the thing is, too low though. Though you'd have people spamming with grenades, so you'd pop in and just like grenade, 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 grenade. Just, just, so for a while, all you'd That's have so is you'd spawn and die, and spawn and die, and spawn and die. Um, there was uh. a game on Steam that was like that too. Uh, I forget what the name of that game was, but you, you get a lot of grenade spamming going on with that too, and that was like that's the biggest problem with some of those games. I think is if the if the game designers don't allow for ridiculously stupid people that go in and ruin a game for others, if they don't allow you a way to kick them off, it can ruin the game. You can have somebody come on the server, and if there's no mod, he's just going to wreck that server fun for everybody because he's stealing you know planes and shooting his own guys and stuff like that. Yeah, see, like I knew guys that would literally uh, get in a plane fly it out of the map, and then jump out. And then they'd swim back to shore, and then they'd run back to the airbase, grab the next plane that spawned, fly it away, and jump out. And it was annoying as hell to guys like me that wanted to, you know. And and the battlefields that I played um, up until now have all been ones with a progression system, where if you, got, if you want a plane upgrade you got to play with the plane and get kills with it in order to get that upgrade. So those guys didn't allow me to do anything because they would constantly be jumping in them yeah. and taking off. Like, it got to the point where, like, I'd put C4 on the planes, <laughs> and if the teammate thought about getting in it before me, I'd blow it. I, I'd, 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 I would be that guy it's to prevent funny. him from being that guy. It was, it was just sad times. We would... Um one of the strategies we would do when we would uh, ladder match, though, we'd, we'd go into the enemy base, steal their planes, and then park them. <laughs> we would take, like, you'd have one or two guys that would sneak over there. Because the, the map would only allow a certain number of planes to spawn. Same yeah. thing with the tanks and stuff like that. So you could take the plane and park it on the edge, like somewhere on the map, the edge of the map, and get out. And as long as it wasn't damaged, 
it would be okay. It would take about and it would count as their exactly. thing, so I mean, they wouldn't be able to spawn one. I mean, after about 10 minutes, the game would start to, the, the plane would start to smoke, and after 15 minutes, it would blow up on its own. I don't think it does that now. Yeah, but it was it was kind of fun, because you could do that. Well, you you're going, <laughs> you know. Nowadays, if you get in a vehicle, you're dead within five minutes, usually. Unless you got a team of repairs, you're dead. Like, no way. It's, it's crazy. I mean, if, uh, I mean... It's funny the shit I do with my friends when I'm playing Battlefield because we'll, uh, <laughs> like I have a I have a video clip somewhere saved on my PS4 or maybe my friend has it, um, but literally we like he had a massive heavy tank with like a top gun that just like shoots this the uh, I think it's like I don't think it's the type of shell that takes out tanks but I think it's like a heavy shell that's meant for. Uh, multiple infantry targets so he's just like mowing down these people and every time a tank would come up to fight him it would like hit him and it would take off like 30% of his tank's health yeah. but we had a squad of like three of us with wrenches and we're non-stop repairing his tank while this tank's <laughs> shooting at him so he'd get hit and within like two seconds he's already healed the full oh, yeah. and the other tank's like what the hell why is this guy not dying but we were literally, like, we'd do it, and then if the tank killed one of us, we'd spawn on another one of us. So yeah. we'd, we'd constantly be spawning uh, on each other and repairing the tank. Well, you had to do that, too. Some of the games, um, like Iwo Jima and some of the, the battles where you had an aircraft carrier, the first thing the enemy used to do was try to sink your aircraft carrier. Yeah. So you'd sit there with your repair. You'd have three or four engineers just constantly wrenching away, yeah. trying to repair the ship. Because if it went down, like you're screwed. Because you, <laughs> you know, like your guy, you'd have like about twenty guys just floating in the water with nowhere to go, and they would they either have to suicide or they would try to swim for shore. Ridiculous. You know, like those games were those games were a lot of fun. Like oh, at yeah. that point in time, Battlefield 1942 was the very first really big major uh, first-person shooter yeah. I played. Because I've been playing EverQuest since 1999, 2000, right around there, and I played a, I played a lot of EverQuest, you know. And that game was cool because you could play on servers, you know, like a couple thousand people at a time. But you weren't all in the same area. There were different zones. All over, yeah. Yeah, you'd be, some people would be in the state of unrest. Other people would be questing here, going to Freeport, going to Quainos, whatever. Um, you, know, you could spend like a month in Butcher Block Mountains just trying to level your guy. Mm -hmm. and, uh, but with, with Battlefield 1942, though, you were all in one map. There was yeah. nowhere else to go. You weren't, there was Everyone no was sneaking. There. Yeah, exactly. You know. And it was, it was a lot of fun. You know, that, that game led to a lot of good friendships. I mean, a lot of people, I think, bonded over the insanity of it all. And when you're, when you're playing with somebody, you're playing a game with somebody, whether it's online or tabletop or whatever, you know, when you're gaming with somebody for like three or four hours a day, you know, over the course of a year or two, you're going to become friends. You know, you, you exchange emails and, you know, one of the guys actually wind up, uh, he wound up coming to my wedding, you know, and I still talk to him it's, to this day. It's crazy. You know, it's, um, my, my buddy Dan Yee, who lives, he's an architect, lives in New York. <laughs> I mean, like, I just, uh, I mean, in the past... Shoutouts. What is it? Three, four years? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think it was 2014 when I met him. But I met, like, a full... It was, I mean, I'd say a clan, but a clan, like, I feel like nowadays means, like, you're dedicated to a game yeah. as a group and you're always playing it. But um, I met a group of people... And they had this gaming community of their own, and it was only like 15 of them. And, uh, like, I met them in this game, Destiny, um, in the social space. Literally, all it was that introduced uh, me to them was I did a dancing emote 
in this social space. <laughs> and then another guy had a character that looked similar to mine, and he had the same emote, so he comes up and does it. And now we're both dancing, and then he invites me to a party. Now I got friends in Chicago, I got friends in Kentucky, I got a friend in, I got a few, uh, one friend in Texas, a friend in Louisiana, friends in, you know, all over. And it's like, all because of, you know, a, a literally an emote. An emote yeah, is the yeah. reason I have friends all over the place. I mean... People like to shoot down games for the fact that, like, oh, well, they take away the social aspects of life. But, I mean, like, I, every time I go to Chicago, I got people to hang out with now. Like, if I were to go to Chicago before, I would have had to bring people with me if I were to be cool. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But now you got friends. Now I got friends. And it's like, you know, I just seen one of the guys from Texas. He's known the group for eight years. And he just for the first time this past week went up to Chicago to meet you know the people he's been friends with for almost a decade and uh like they just had a blast so it's like it's crazy what gaming does for socialization it it changes it it changes the definition of socialization so yeah the relationships dude though that you make in these games are kind of funny and there's real like there's real life stuff that happens after a while like we yeah. had um we had an issue in the Ninth Infantry, where one of the longtime leaders of the of the group was embezzling money. Like we all would donate five bucks a month toward the group, which shouldn't seem like it's not a lot of money. It doesn't seem you know, but sometimes after we, a few months with so many members. Well, like, well, we had like a hundred members almost at one point. Yeah, and we had like two or three games. Different, you know, we had America's Army server, we had a Battlefield nineteen forty two server, we had a server for this, server for that, and uh, you know, then you also had to pay for the the team speak, you know, um, right. voice. The server. the server that we had, and you couldn't go cheap. I mean, to, to rent those servers, it was, like, expensive, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had to have, back then, the average transmission rate was probably like a, a good, like, top-of-the-line one with five megabytes a second. That was huge. Right. You know, I mean, a lot of guys still played on 56K, you know. And uh, he had used that money to buy stuff for his wife. And so one of the servers went down. We couldn't figure out why. And he's like, well, the money's not in there. I, I used it for blah, blah, blah. And so we had to go in as a group and literally oust that guy. We had to go, okay, you need to disconnect yourself from the banking. You're not allowed. We're not sending you money anymore. We changed the servers over to somebody else's name, mm-hmm. and we kicked him out of the group. And that was a that legitimately was a big to do because some of the people in the group group were like only fourteen, fifteen, but some of them were sixty, seventy years old. We had guys that you know were All retired, ages. you know, and they weren't they were they would not tolerate that crap. You know, you could probably get away with it with, if it was a bunch of kids. But you can't do They'd that be sort like, of thing oh, with adults. Man, well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Shoot. I guess, well, yeah. Just got to do it, I guess. Oh. You know, so you, I mean, and then there, there is that weird <laughs> social dynamic that you have to deal with when you have big groups of uh, people together. There's always going to be a few people that mess around. And, oh, yeah. I don't know. We talk about that another time. I kind of like that. The social aspects of online gaming is kind of fun. You know, mm-hmm. we'll have to cover that at some point. But, yeah. I hope you all liked our, our <laughs> rare, rare podcast where we did not go off on tangents. We, we kept uh, <laughs> the one topic for the most line. part. I mean, Usually we kind of flop all over the place. Um, uh, so feel free to send us a, a tweet at, at DFAM Podcast. It's at DFAM Podcast on Twitter. Or send us an email to uh, Don't Feed After Midnight at protonmail.com and we'll see you next time bye see ya. <laughs>